Beth Richardson is originally from Oklahoma. She's the director of prayer and worship and dean of the Upper Room Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. She's an ordained deacon and provisional elder in the Mountain Sky Annual Conference. She's an author and poet and worship leader. We welcome you, Beth, to our podcast. I'm Dale Clem, and I'm happy to to talk with you today and Beth about praying through remembering the saints. And I know November 1st is All Saints Day, Beth, and I'm just wondering, what is this All Saints Day about? Are we remembering those good people who were martyrs, or what is All Saints about? Well, it's a time to remember Christians of not just the recent ones, not just the martyrs, but Christians from every time and place and honoring the ones who lived faithfully and the ones who shared their faith with us. It's a practice that we focus on, especially at the beginning of November, but it's a good time to remember those who inspire us uh, all year round. It's kind of morbid maybe to remember people that were in your family that have died, but also it's kind of healing too. Sometimes I have people who don't want to come to church on All Saints Day because they just don't want to remember pain. And yet, facing pain helps us heal, don't you think? I do think so, and I don't know about other folks, but I do remember my, especially my mom, because I was in my 20s when she passed along, but she is still someone that inspires me, even now, a number of years later. I was at a, a small church here in Nashville that for the longest time, we hadn't lost a lot of folks. So every year on All Saints, we read all the names of the people who had died, and it got to be like 30 years worth of names. We started remembering or reading the names of people we didn't know, and so then we ended up putting together a book of our saints. So we had the name, but we also knew what was the mark of that person's life in this community and in this church. What a lovely remembrance. I know that the Christians didn't invent remembering the saints. It comes from, I think, the Jewish tradition, isn't it? Sure, yes. Mm -hmm. In the Jewish tradition, folks who have passed on are remembered on the anniversary of their death. And so a congregation will have, is it candles, or can you turn on a light now when you go into a synagogue to remember people that particular week? It's so lovely to remember family members. I think that it's good to stay connected to those because the Scripture says the communion of saints are surrounding us. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. That's I think in Hebrews 12.1, we're just surrounded by those that have gone before us, those that were faithful, who brought the faith to us and inspired us. Of course, some of those are rascals and misfits and strange people like my family members. Um, but but yet they God was able to work through their lives, and so we celebrate how God worked through their lives and helped bring us to the faith. How do you think, Beth, we can add remembering the saints to our daily practice, our prayer life? Hmm, that's a really good question. I guess there are lots of saint calendars, so you can look uh, like you can search on the internet, and uh, there's a calendar in the Roman Catholic Church, and there's also a calendar in the Episcopal Church. There are saints that I celebrate in my tradition, such as uh, Saint Julian of Norwich, and she's on the Anglican calendar, I think, in April. So she was a woman mystic who wrote about the love of God. In the time that she was alive, it was during the plague. And she is known for the phrase, 
God said to me, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. So there are things like that, like when I remember Julian of Norwich, I remember that particular comfort that God said that all shall be well. I know in my daily prayer life, I have a book of remembrances. And so on each day of the year, I do my prayer devotion and I go to that book and I look and see what saints or people who are significant in history, what day is their day of death and they're remembered. And also it has some events that happened on that day too. And it always is a good reminder to me that people have given up a lot for the faith and they worked hard. It's interesting to me how many writers and scholars that we hold up as these great people who influenced the life of the church, but in their own particular lifetime, it was a very difficult time, it was a controversial time, and they may not have been looked on with favor. And yet their writings and their witness prevailed after their death. Hundreds of years later, we're still remembering them and the contributions that they made. It's kind of encouraging to me because sometimes I think, what am I offering up? It may be very little, but who knows what the contributions will be in in years to come. And it really shows us how God plants seeds through us, seeds that may uh, grow and mature later on when, when we're way gone, but that we have been used by God in that way. It's a great movement now to go to places where you connect to those that have gone before. We go back to our roots from our families, but also our our spiritual families. I know many people go to England to see where John Wesley lived and grew up and where he preached, and you feel kind of a connection to him when you're in those areas or when you go to the outdoor place where he preached out in the countryside or go to Bristol to the new room, you feel kind of a connection to that place and you feel close to them. I know my wife, when we, our family walked on the Camino, she would sit on a rock and this is in Spain. And she'd say, St. Francis may have sat on this walk when he walked the Camino. Of course, we know many people walk the Camino, but she felt really connected to him. There's this hunger to feel connected to those that have gone before us. I think that's a lovely thing. Have you had any experiences where you felt connected to a saint? I did, especially in Ireland when I was helping to lead a two-week pilgrimage there. I remember being out in the west of Ireland where Columkill was the name of the saint in Irish, but he's Columba in English. So he was the saint that took Christianity to the Isle of Iona and kept it alive when the raiders had come through and taken religion really away from a whole lot of Christianity. When we were walking a pilgrimage of Columkill on June the 11th, it was just amazing to think that thousands and thousands of feet had walked that pilgrimage on that day. There was one moment when we were to get a rock at the bottom of a hill and to take it up through a sheep pasture to a place where there was going to be a a pile of rocks there for that saint. And I'm thinking it's just another cairn like these six-foot cairns we've been walking around here in Ireland. And we got up to the edge of a bend in the hill and we came around that and it looked like a construction site. And I realized that people for 4,000 years had been carrying rocks up the hill and placing that rock and praying for God to be with them right there. I think it was near a well that was associated with that saint. 
and to realize that God was in that place for all those people. Uh, it was just very moving to me to be to be walking in those steps. Here in the United States, it's just not as old, you know, right. as when we get over to, to the uh, European countries. One of the plagues, I think, in our culture today is isolation. We feel so alone because we isolate ourselves in our little cubicle houses with our computers, with our TVs or whatever it is, and we don't feel connected to our community. And many people feel disconnected to the, the larger history. And I think remembering the saints connects us with the larger faith community. We are not alone and we are surrounded by the communion of saints. We're surrounded by people who are our close friends and family members that have gone on before us. And I, I know after my daughter died, um, she was four years old and she was killed in a tornado. In my prayer time, I would often just kind of light a candle mm -hmm. and say, this is Hannah's candle. She's present with us. The communion of saints is here with us. Time and years have passed since then. I'll light a candle and I may remember a different saint, a person in the church who meant a lot to me or a pastor friend, a spiritual director, someone who's gone on before. And just lighting that candle bringing their presence to me was just moving and comforting to know that I am not alone, that God is with me, and we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Amen. Amen. Can I read this blessing by Sophia Fasua? And what is this blessing written for? It's a prayer meditation for All Saints Day. That's a perfect way to bring us out. We give you thanks, O God, for all the saints who ever worshipped you whether in arbors or cathedrals, wooden churches or cement meeting houses. We give you thanks, O God, for hands lifted in praise, manicured hands and hands stained with grease or soil, strong hands and hands gnarled with age. We give you thanks, God, for hardworking saints, whether hard-hatted or aproned, blue-collared or three-piece suited, they left their mark for you, for us, for our children to come. Thank you for the sacrifices made by those who have gone before us. Bless the memories of your saints. May we learn how to walk wisely from their examples of faith, dedication, worship, and love. Amen.